All right, Saturday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Just reminding everybody who's not watching on the Christian Television Network, switch over to Rumble now. I have no financial interest in Rumble. Switch over to them now. They are the only free speech platform out there that offers you, you know, well, they're doing better on Twitter, but I'm not 100% sure on them yet, especially with uh, Yakarino running Twitter. So switch over to Rumble now or to BlackRobeTV.com. Just a bit, make a big announcement for everybody for tomorrow. In case I forget, which I will once I get all wound up, is I will be on InfoWars with with Rodney, with both Rodney Howard Brown and Alex Jones tomorrow around 5 o'clock on his earlier, on the earlier part of his podcast. So make sure that you turn into tune into InfoWars tomorrow. I'll be on there. Then, of course, at the River Church in Tampa Bay, there's an evening with... Alex Jones, a full three, four hours of Q&A with uh, Alex Jones. I won't be participating in that, except I will be there. I'll be there in the audience and watching. Can't wait for all that. Got to meet Alex Jones yesterday. Great person, just so everybody knows, fantastic person. Genuine, sweet, not uppity in any way, shape, or form. He is an everyman and just a real, really great and and uh, genuine human being. So when, if you ever hear any attacks on him and who he is and everything else, it's just all lies and garbage. And all that Sandy Hook stuff was lies and garbage. Anyway, the defamation lawsuit makes absolutely no sense. First of all, he only talked about Sandy Hook like four times, and he was actually reporting on what other people were reporting. So you can't that can't be defamation. You're like, Tom, you're just now starting to defend Alex. I've been defending Alex Jones for years now because you can't defame people who are dead anyway. And I, you know, I could spend three hours on it, but just one last comment on it. You can't, you can't defend people who are dead. And the only way that you can defend, defame live, live people is if you actually disallow them you act, through reputation damage to make a living. So how could he ever defame people? And it's not meant to be coarse or harsh who have perished. It's not possible. It's just part of the lawlessness that we see predicted in the, sec, in the, in the book of, of, of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. It's just a law. Lawlessness will abound. And that's what we're seeing. Lawfare, bankrupting people through lawsuits, only trying them in politically expedient areas. If you're going to try somebody who's a Republican or conservative, make sure that you bring them to Austin, Texas, to Hartford, Connecticut, with blue judges, blue juries, and blue prosecutors, and blue appellate courts. You have absolutely no chance of actually surviving one of those lawsuits, or, or whether it's a lawsuit civilly, like for defamation, or, or a criminal case, an actual criminal prosecution. All right, so let's move on now to Ukraine. Now, all, all the pro-Ukraine war people, and I understand something, you can be pro-Ukraine people and not be pro-Ukraine war. That's how, remember, that's how, I believe it's how all the liberals used to be, right? Weren't they all like that? Back in the, back in the Vietnam War, back in the Korean War, all these so-called leftist liberals, they weren't, they weren't against, you know, the people in any, on either side, they just weren't anti-war. Well, that's what, that's what I am in this, because when you're dealing with when you're dealing with two totalitarians, Volodymyr Zelensky versus Vladimir Putin, Vladimir Putin invading uh, Volodymyr Zelensky's Ukraine, which, by the way, whether it's actually an invasion of Ukraine, we'll see in just a minute. I'll show you this video from Kanakoa. Whether it's even an actual area of Ukraine that was actually wanting to be annexed. So we'll look at, we'll look at that in just a second. But these are two totalitarian forces. These are two totalitarian authoritarian dictatorships fighting against each other. And all of these yahoos, both on the, I don't even want to say, I was going to say both on the right and on the left, but the people who are on the right are not right-wingers. Adam Kinzinger is a Democrat. We all know that. 
you know, who, whoever you, whoever you want to name this pro-Ukraine war, Lindsey Graham, whoever it may be, they are all, you know, Liz Cheney. These are, these are, these are actually globalist leftists wearing an R in front of their name to pull off an illusion that I don't have time to get into right now. So all of the all the pro-war Ukraine all the pro-Ukraine war people that are saying we're going to go and uh, fight for democracy, fighting for a country that's not a democracy. How do you go fight for a democracy for a country that's not a democracy? They're not a democracy. Voldemar Zelensky has banned all opposition political parties and media. How is that? How is that? A, how is that a democracy? But yet it's still said to be a democracy. It's still endlessly. Uh, propagandized by the left. And when I say left, I mean Lindsey Graham. I mean all of them that are pro-war. I mean Nancy Mace, pro. I mean, what are you there fighting for? Establish to me what is victory. Go ahead and establish to me what, what is victory. What are you there fighting for? Establish to me that the Ukraine is actually a democracy because it is not a democracy at all. It's just a purposeful war to burn all malfeasance to the ground. They don't want you to know about Metabiota. They don't want you to know about Mitt Romney's son's dealings there. Nancy Pelosi's dealings there. Of course, the Biden's dealings there. They don't want you to know about the banks. They don't want you to know about Burisma. They don't want you to know about the bank account set up by Burisma to a, in, in a bank in Ukraine in the name of Hunter Biden. And that bank was then investigated for mass corruption. They don't want you to know about Metabiota, owned by, at least partially by Hunter Biden, which was funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Oh, that's all right-wing conspiracy. No, it's all absolute facts. That's the truth. It's the absolute truth. They don't want you to know about it. They don't want you to know about Privat Bank, another corrupt uh, Biden-connected bank. They don't want you to know about any of these things. They don't want you to know about the, the connections between Biden business and Voldemar Zelensky himself with Privat Bank. So they've got to burn Ukraine to the ground. They got to get Donbass burned to the ground. They got to get Metabiota burned to the ground. Otherwise, you know, you look at what's happening to the Bidens right now, everything is coming out. You got FBI whistleblowers that were talking about the FD-1023 form. Now there's another FD-1023 form. And now there's another FD-1023 form that members of Congress, none of these forms are classified by members of Congress, are not allowed to read. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. And then the lawless one is revealed, the son of perdition. It's all about lawlessness. How, how, is, how is the Judiciary Committee, how is the, uh, weaponization, uh, the Weaponization of Government Committee not allowed to read non-classified documents? How, are they, how, are, how, does, how does the FBI redact non-classified documents. They have no legal standing to do so. You had all the, the lawsuits that were rejected in the 2020 election that actually that absolutely proved mass voter fraud. They were not allowed to, to, they were not even allowed to go to trial. They weren't even allowed to be heard by a grand jury for lack of standing. So how can the FBI, via lack of standing, redact documents that are not classified? Does that make sense, everybody? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, so let's now. I wanted to lay this out for you because all, you know you had all the the pro-Ukraine war people that want us right on the cusp of a nuclear confrontation when we have the most dilapidated military in the history of our country. We are we have to national security threat levels, the lowest levels of recruitment in decades. We can't get anybody to join the army because the the army, the navy, sorry, will the air force and marines are all a bunch of transgender activists led by Mark Milley and Lloyd Austin. 
their drag shows, their, their kids' drag shows on, on military bases paid for by the military. That suddenly Lord Austin made sure it were taken down after Matt Gates exposed them. So I just wanted to set this for everybody because everybody, uh, everybody on the globalist left, and that includes many, many rhino Republicans, and even a few people that call themselves right-wingers, I mean, that, that say all the right things about, you know, on, the, on the right side of politics that were alleged, allegedly Trumpsters and everything. You had, you had Lindsey Graham tonight at a Trump speech stand up there giving Trump a standing ovation. Lindsey Graham, couldn't, Lindsey Graham wants war in Ukraine. I'll show you that video in a minute. So I want to show you here, I want to set the precedent here, and there's about four minutes worth of videos, two, two, two of them, but they're gonna be, they'll be split in half. I want to show you what this is all about and when this all actually started. It all actually started under the Obama administration with a what's called a color revolution initiated by the United States State, State Department in Victoria Newland. Play for me, Will. Did you see any evidence of U.S. involvement? Did you feel the uh, presence from the U.S.? Очень частыми гостями были представители Соединенных Штатов, конгрессмены, были госпожа Нуланд приезжала очень часто, у нас были с ней дискуссии, но после этих дискуссий она шла на Майдан и поддерживала протестующих и обвиняла правоохранительные органы, применялась чрезмерно сила. На самом деле эти все месседжи мы видели на Майдане. Well, members of Congress were visiting Ukraine during that period, most famously Congressman John McCain. So some of the people who were uh, challenging their government, their elected government at that point, were, were being told by a senior U.S. official, a person who ran for president and a top official in the U.S. Congress, that the U.S. was with them. I'm Senator John McCain, and it's always a pleasure to be back in Ukraine. Senator McCain was, uh, in, in a sense, giving the people in the Maiden a feeling that they had the, the backing of the most powerful country on earth. This is about the future you want for your country. This is about the future you deserve. Делегаций много приезжало. Я говорил, что нельзя нельзя говорить, во-первых, неправду. Нельзя становиться на сторону митингующих и отстаивать их права создавая тем самым и углубляя конфликт. Когда митингующие захватывают правительственные здания и учреждения, скажите, допустимо ли это в любой другой стране, например, чтобы посол Украины пришел к митингующим в Фергюсоне и раздавал там пряники или пирожки и обвинял полицейских Соединенных Штатов Америки? Я считаю, что это недопустимо ни в одной европейской стране. А почему к Украине было такое отношение? Я постоянно имел контакт с господином Байденом, вице-президентом. У меня были частые с ним телефонные переговоры. Но дело в том, что господин Байден говорил одно, а в Украине делали другое. Посол Соединенных Штатов в Украине постоянно принимал представителей Майдана у себя в посольстве. Мы это очень хорошо знали, мы это отслеживали. И создавалось такое впечатление, что в посольстве Соединенных Штатов существует штаб, который управляет этим процессом. 
In early February of 2014, as the Maiden crisis was getting more violent, there was a phone call that was intercepted. It was a call between the Assistant Secretary of State for European Affairs, Victoria Nuland, and the U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine, Jeffrey Pyatt. Questions of credibility are being raised after a private chat between two top U.S. diplomats was leaked online. I think Yats is the guy who's got the economic experience, the governing experience. He's, he's the guy, you know, what he needs is Cleach and Tony Book on the outside. I, I, I just think Cleach going in, he's going to be at that level working for Yatsenyuk. It's just not going to work. Yeah, no, it, I, think that's, you know? I think that's right. Okay. Good. Well, do you want us to try to set up a call with him? Here's the next step. Sullivan's come back to me, uh, VFR, saying you need Biden, and I said probably tomorrow for an attaboy and to get the deets to stick. So okay. Biden's willing. So you had this remarkable phone call where you have these two senior officials of the U.S. government apparently talking about a coup or how they were planning to restructure the government of Ukraine. All right, so let's look at this now. Now, of course, at the time you had Yanukovych was the prime minister of Ukraine. That wasn't good enough for Victoria Nuland. He saw all the names in there. Victoria Nuland, Jake Sullivan, all of them still active in the Biden administration. Victoria Nuland, Jake Sullivan, and of course, active in the Biden administration, Joe Biden himself. And then you had the congressional frequent visitors, uh, many, as the spokesman said, assist, uh, secret, uh, uh, many times uh, assistant Secretary of State Newland, frequent talks, vis frequent vi visits. Now, what they did was, is you had a protest going on there. Now, what started the protest and why were they protesting? This was, by the way, a Democrat. If you believe in Democratic elections, what you're not. Remember now, if it's a, according to the left, if it's a Democratic election, you have to believe in it without question. If you question the validity of any election, that means that you are a threat to democracy. You are a threat to, a, oh, to quote unquote, their, our democracy. If you, so why are they questioning this election? You're not allowed to do that. I mean, you're like Tom, you know, we had Stacey Abrams questioned, called herself the governor of Georgia for four years after being trounced in election. Yeah, I remember that. And of course, we had Hillary Clinton still claiming that she won the presidential election in 2016. And we had, you know, many, many senators and congressmen refusing to actually accept the electors for the election in 2017. But whenever they deny an election, it is democracy. Whenever you and I deny an election, it's anti-democracy. Make, make sure that you understand the rules. But see, so you had all these visitors, and you have Assistant Secretary of State Newland over there all the time talking. Newland supported. Now, who does this? And this was an excellent point by the commentator in this video. It's an excellent point. He says, now, when there's mass protests in the United States, is the Ukrainian government, everyone think about this now, the, is the Ukrainian government allowed to go to Ferguson? <laughs> is, the, is the Ukrainian government allowed to go to D.C. for Antifa riots, BLM riots, in Seattle, in Portland, in LA, are they allowed? Is, is the is 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 the Ukrainian government allowed to go there and support the rioters? Because that's what was happening here. This is allegedly a democracy. These people can go and protest, but these protesters are they supposed to be supported by foreign governments? The Assistant Secretary of State, Jake Sullivan, a high-ranking official in the Obama administration, by the Vice President himself, who's going to go out and give a nice supportive talk, an attaboy to the protesters, and then you have actually have a conversation. Oh, others there real quick. Of course, we had 
John McCain in Ukraine, of course, as usual, you have John McCain in Ukraine stirring up military conflicts for the military-industrial complex so that John McCain can make money. Chris Murphy there all the time. And you need to remember something when it comes to Ukraine. The Donbass doesn't want to be. That's where the war is right now, by the way. Donbass region does not want to be in Ukraine. Think about that. Just remember the entire Donbass region voted. I mean, it's a democracy again. They voted. To, to annex themselves into Russia. Yep. So the Ossoff Battalion was sent in to molest them over the last decade. Ossoff, you know, you, you, of course, the, I mean, I could spend three hours right here. I probably will end up blowing this whole time up talking about this, and I don't want to <laughs> spend this whole hour talking about the Ukraine. But there's only two countries in a UN resolution to refuse to denounce Nazism. Aaron, put yourself on. Will, put yourself on. Can you guess the two countries that refused to denounce Nazism. Ukraine. Number one. United States. Boom. There you go. There, there it is. I just wanted to make sure that because in a UN resolution is put out, who's going to denounce Nazism? Every stinking country on the planet in the United States, in the United Nations, denounced Nazism except for the Ukraine. Strange, isn't it? And that was just like 2018, 2019, 2020, something, a little bit before COVID, I believe. Only they're the only ones because the Ossoff Battalion was sending out the Donbass. What language do they speak? They speak Russian. The problem with this protest, this protest, which I believe was an instig instigated by the CIA as a color revolution. The only problem with the protest was, is they were basically outlawing Russian speaking. <laughs> they were, what, what I mean by that is you weren't going to go to prison for speaking Russian, but it was no longer a recognized language in Ukraine. Right. Only problem is, all of Eastern Ukraine speaks Russian. So does Crimea. What do you think? How much did the Crimeans fight against Russia when they came in and annexed it? Zero. No fighting at all, basically. Nothing because they want it. You go to Crimea right now. You go on. You go behind the scenes with confidential interview. There's not one per, not one a citizen of Russian speaking a citizen of Crimea that didn't want to be part of Russia. And you're like Tom. We've been told this is right versus wrong. It's not right versus wrong. These are Slavic wars that have been going on for a thousand years. You don't get involved in confrontations that have nothing to do with you. That's nothing to do with us. A friend of mine was telling me a story today about him and a, him and a friend of his that were walking out of a bar, and they saw a man punch out a woman, so his friend went over and punched out the guy, and then the woman shot his friend. Oh my God. That's not, that's, I'm telling you, are like, Tom, you don't have experience. 25 years in law enforcement, you don't think I have experience dealing with conflict between people? Let me ask you, what's the most dangerous scenario for a law enforcement officer? A domestic violence situation when you go in and arrest the husband who just kicked his wife's teeth in and she jumps on your back and hits you with a baseball bat. That's the most dangerous. You don't get involved in other people's conflicts. You just don't do it. On the whole, I know there's extenuating circumstances where you have to save somebody's life or whatever. But here's the thing. You don't get involved. They're going to fight whether we're there or not. How, how, how good of our Middle East interventions do we have? We have, put, 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 put both of you guys on, on video again. Just so the Will in the red hat, he's an Iraqi war veteran. Now, how, what good is all of his efforts done? Not a thing. Yeah. I mean, this is a man's man. It's a Marine. Nothing. Bring it back to me. So there you go. I mean, it doesn't do anything. We went over there, lost thousands and thousands of Americans, sons primarily, and a few daughters in Afghanistan, Iraq. For what? We didn't even get the oil. We got nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. We got, we got trillions of probably 15, 20, $20 trillion in debt fighting those wars for absolutely nothing. We got nothing out of them. 
You don't get involved. So has, have, have all the wars stopped since we left? How, how's Jordan doing? How's Syria doing? How's Lebanon doing? How's Israel doing? They're all still fighting. Everything, everybody wants to, you know, of course, I mean, Israel, I elevate above that fray because that's what God's word says to do. But I'm just telling you, everybody's fighting there the entire time. So back to, back to Ukraine. You have Chris Murphy there, John McCain there, all supporting the protesters. So that would be like Vladimir Putin coming over and supporting a BLM protest, actually standing on a stage with a BLM protest and supporting the protesters. Let me show you this last little video, election wizard video, Colonel uh, retired Richard Black. Just another brief summation of what happened in 2014. Play it for me, Will. 14 as the point where the war started when President Barack Obama gave the go-ahead uh, to conduct a coup and to overthrow the duly elected government of, uh, uh, of uh, uh, President Yanukovych uh, in Kiev. It was a very violent revolution. Uh, the, uh, the U.S. State Department and the Central Intelligence Agency were involved, as well as British MI6. Uh, we overthrew the government. We we literally handpicked many of the officials who would take over and be part of the revolutionary junta. And uh, and as soon as as soon as the revolutionaries had taken over in Kiev, uh, they they changed the constitution. The constitution had said that the first language of Ukraine was Ukrainian and the second language was Russian. They deleted Russian as a second language, essentially making all the Russian-speaking people a, uh, a sort of second-class citizens. And so uh, this, was a, uh, this was a major problem, and, uh, uh, and that's the reason that you had Crimea and the Donbass declare their independence. Um, they, they had much more reason to declare independence than the colonies did in North America when they rose up against the King of England and became the United States. If someone had told, had told the colonists that they could no longer speak English, they, they now had to speak French, <clears throat> I think it would have been a much more, uh, much, much more energized revolution. All right, so there you go. Now, I'll get into this in just a second. I'm not forgetting about the, the, the Wagner forces, the Wagner forces. Everybody pronounces it different ways. Wagner forces, all that. People forget about, I mean, people uh, pronounce it a bunch of different ways. I'll get to that in a second, but I wanted you to understand how this all started. I want you to understand the foundations of this conflict. Because this conflict, now, yes, there was many conflicts before this, but the most recent conflict was started by the Obama administration with all the same figures that are involved now. Jake Sullivan, Victoria Newland, and Joe Biden, Chris Murphy. If John McCain was still here, he's been taken over by, by Lindsey Graham. All this, and Lindsey Graham was over in the Ukraine, too, at the same time, supporting these protesters. And again, this would be like, you know, if one of our or all of our, if, if, if you had various officials flying over from Australia to support Black Lives Matter. A Black Lives Matter protest. It's the exact same thing, and that's what we had going on in 2014. And then the last thing, you had the Newland phone call with, with Jeffrey uh, Pyatt, who was the ambassador to Ukraine, restructuring the government on a phone call, on a recorded, transcripted phone call. You have Victoria Newland reorganizing. Who does this? 
reorganizing the Ukrainian government on a phone call with the ambassador to Ukraine. You want to talk about espionage? You want to talk about foreign spying? This was a Democrat elected government that Victoria Nuland and the ambassador Pyatt, Joe Biden, John McCain basically overthrew. And that's what put poor, ended up with Poroshenko in place. They had like an intermediary for a while. And then they put their boy Poroshenko in place. Poroshenko's in place who then allows Joe Biden to receive millions, or Joe and Hunter Biden, to receive millions of dollars from Burisma. That's the 17 phone calls. You got Boroshenko, who's the prime minister. His aide is Onashenko. His aide, Onashenko, turns in 17 uh, audio recordings of Joe and Hunter Biden speaking with the uh, CEO of Burisma. And according to the FD 1023 form that's heavily redacted that you and I aren't allowed to see, receiving bribes or arranging to receive bribes from Burisma. That's what actually would that that's what this is all about. This is all about people's uh, covering up for their own malfeasance. This is what it's about. People personally uh, profiting. It's about putting money into the industrial war complex, the Raytheons of the world. And, and all the other, Lockheed and all the rest of the other ones that make lots and lots of billions off of these wars, just like all their pharmaceutical reps, you have, you know, you have Anderson Cooper receiving $12 million directly from Pfizer. You have the NIH that's in partnership and, 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 and shares patents with uh, Moderna. And so they, they just constantly enrich themselves, this endless financial self-aggrandizing symbiote that is the Washington swamp. It, it never ends. It's one, th- it's one thing after another, whether it's war, it's all, whether it's a, a uh, pandemic, it all enriches the globalist leftist bourgeois elitist and causes mass death. Look for their own personal enrichment, look for the lies and look for mass death and you'll find the bourgeois leftist globalist elitist called the World Economic Forum, called the CCP, called the PLA, called the Democratic Party. So, of course, we had the, the, the Wagner or the Wagner forces rise up suddenly against Vladimir Putin. Now, who are the Wagner forces? I'll just say Wagner because I'm an American. That's like those people, they, they speak complete and total, you know, just broken American English like we all do until suddenly they go to Taco Bell. And normally every other place they call it a burrito. And suddenly when they're ordering at Taco Bell, they call it a, a burrito. So I'm not going to suddenly be called Wagner forces. It's just, it's Wagner, according to, according to how, how you speak. It's just like, it's not Kiev, it's Kiev, all right? So all these people are just so excited that the Wagner forces rose up. Now, these were mercenaries fighting in the Donbass, 25,000 of them, for Vladimir Putin fighting against the Ukrainians. Now, suddenly... They allege, and you guys bag me up, you tell me if you think of something else with this. Suddenly, the Wagner forces are attacked by Russians. That's weird, isn't it? They're attacked by Russians. Could it be that they were actually attacked by Americans? Suddenly, Vladimir Putin is destroying his own infrastructure again. That's strange, isn't it? Vladimir Putin blew up. His own Nord Stream 2 pipeline. That, that's strange. Then suddenly Vladimir Putin blew up his own dam of that feeds Crimea. And then suddenly Vladimir Putin blows up his own mercenary military forces. Sounds like That's a little strange, <laughs> isn't it, Aaron? That's yeah. a little strange, isn't yeah. it? So out, out, out of thin air, he, Vladimir Putin's the only uh, authoritarian dictator <laughs> I've ever known that blows up his own gear. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange, isn't it? 
Strange, and that would all work. And then, of course, the stories always change. First, the Nord Stream was blown up by Vladimir Putin, and that was all reported by the Mockingbird media, the Pravda media, the Goebbels media. Vladimir Putin attacks his own Nord Stream pipeline. There's only one military force on the planet that could blow up the Nord Stream pipeline the way that it was blown up, and that's the United States Navy. So it went from even Vladimir Putin couldn't blow up his own Nord Stream like that. He, blow, he could blow up another way, but not like this. This takes the most skilled divers on the planet, and that's the United States Navy. So suddenly, of course, Vladimir Putin, that's, that's the first story that comes out. Vladimir Putin destroys his own Nord Stream pipeline, costing himself hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars because the Nord Stream feeds his number one client for oil, and that being Germany. So he blows up his own Nord Stream pipeline. Then, of course, it changes that the Ukrainians blew it up. The Ukrainians, I guess, going out there, a couple of guys with some Bud Lights and a Boston Whaler and in transgender gear go down there and swim to the bottom like 1,000 feet deep. And I guess maybe they're using a, a, a carbon composite sub like that was just used. And don't worry, it's environmentally friendly. You're like, Tom, why haven't you talked about the sub story? Because, the sub, I mean, it's just not relevant to us. Doesn't mean it's, it's all, for me, it's just... A story, to, a story to detract or, or, or uh, just distract us from what we should be talking about. Car, carbon composite doesn't work like steel does. Just that there's the, there's the record for everybody. But don't worry, it's environmentally friendly, which is why they built that sub. Just, just throwing it out there. I think you, you have all these people. We, we, got, we got to do everything environmentally friendly. Well, the only problem, you can do it. You can have environmentally, environmentally friendly uh, uh, fertilizer, only problem with environmentally friendly, what they, what they deem as environmentally friendly fertilizers, it just doesn't do one important thing. It just doesn't grow food. And when you're going to build an environmentally friendly submarine, it does everything except not implode. <laughs> so all these people are just so excited about this, right? So, so excited that, that, the, that the Wagner forces are now going to overthrow Putin. If you're on Twitter... You're on Twitter and you're seeing all of these people coming out, putting out all these tweets. It's over for Putin. And you're like, they'll call me because I'm actually speaking the truth, that I'm pro-Putin. Listen, if somebody is on in a trial, let's say that's a rape trial, and the guy is innocent, wouldn't you say that he's innocent? He's noticeably, does that make you pro-rape? No, I'm not pro-Putin. I'm just saying what the actual facts are. You think, you think Wagner, the Wagner forces are going to go in and th overthrow Vladimir Putin? But they were all excited. They're marching on. They're going to be in. They're going to be in Moscow in nine hours, and it's all over for Putin. All you know, this, this, it's you know, finally our victory in Ukraine. All these, and, and none of these people will ever retract one thing they said. By the way, I know they won't because I've been reading their tweets from 21 hours ago, and they're still they're still up because it, it doesn't matter to them whether they actually tell the truth. It matters to me greatly whether I tell the truth or not. It doesn't matter to them at all whether they tell the truth. Yep. So let's put up this one, Tendar tweet. This is just another Ukraine war enthusiast. All these people who are Ukraine war enthusiasts are the same people that sit outside, that sit outside an MMA ring and say that an MMA fighter sucks. You suck. You suck. Who never have the guts to do it themselves. Say that an NFL quarterback, you suck. You suck. Who have never thrown a pass in life, never played football before in life. Who all want to go to war, but they're not like Will and actually go to war. If Will had a choice about now that he's been in war, if you gave Will a choice about whether he'd go back to war, the answer would be I'll choose not to go back to war unless I was to fight for my country and for the freedom of my family. So all of these people like Tendar here, these all have big followings on social media, all pro-Ukrainian war, a war they will never fight in, a war that they will never experience the consequences of and the repercussions of, never. 
So they're all pro-war. So here he goes. Pre- I, I titled this section of the show, the, 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 the Wagner Forces Hysteria. Pro-Russian forces say that the convoy heading for Moscow is made up of by, is made up by up to 400 vehicles. I think this is very likely, and I'm even sure that more army units will join the insurgent forces. I believe that we are only hours away from a total collapse of the Russian army. Go to the next one for me, Will. Uh, Republicans against where is this right? What's, what's the next yeah, one? It's a video. Oh, it is a video. Okay, yeah. good. Here's here's Kinzinger. Play it for me. Uh, there will be some instability in Russia, which has nuclear weapons. There's concern about proliferation if the Russian Republic falls apart into even more pieces. Uh, I think on the other hand, too, this is extremely good for the war in Ukraine, because even if, as Prigozhin is marching on Moscow, even, even if that fails, Wagner is out of the fight. And they were a significant part of this effort against Ukraine, not to mention that all around the world, Wagner protects Russian interests, whether it's in Africa, Libya, and other places. This is a massive blow uh, to the Russian Republic, a massive blow to their military effort. And I'll also say it's a massive blow to the people here in the United States, like, say, Tucker Carlson, who have been who have been parroting Putin talking points to have Prigozhin, the head of Wagner himself, say those have been lies. There have been a lot of people parroting those Putin lies, and the head of Wagner even just said those are lies. Yeah. So there's Kinzinger getting his hopes up. A war he'll never fight in. A war he'll never experience the repercussions of. He's got his hopes all up. So remember all remember the predictions now. Russian forces heading for Moscow, and the Russian army's going to join these Wagner forces. And they're all going to come together and overthrow Putin. Here's the next one. Terror alarm tweet. Wagner forces are, are coming to take Moscow. Remember, this is just yesterday. Look at the, look at the, well, you can't really tell. It's the 23rd. But this is just yesterday. Coming to take Moscow. And we are going to have a new president soon. This is, this terror alarm's got 300,000 people that follow, follow him on Twitter. I've got 2,200. That's what, this is what he's putting out there. So go to the next one for me. Uh, and... Wagner terrorists reach a ceasefire in Moscow. <laughs> uh, sorry. Over again. Go to the next one for me, Will. Here's the, here it is. Remember, all their hopes. The Kremlin says Wagner Group leader. I'm never going to try the, the first name. What do you think on the last name, Aaron? You're usually better. Progrosian? I had it written here. Progrosian. Progrosian. That's it. I had it written. I had it spelled out. Uh, but I, never mind. But anyway. <laughs> So, what are you saying, Progrosin? Yeah, Progrosin. Progrosin. We'll go yeah. Progrosin. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right, Progrosin will move to Belarus and face no prosecution. What happened to him overthrowing Putin? <laughs> what, what happened to sweet Moscow? That was quick. What, what happened? I, mean, I don't. I, what happened in Moscow and what, what happened? I mean, what, what, where, what, what happened to the takeover? I thought Putin was done according to, according to Adam Kinzinger. He's done. They're, 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 he's finished. But no, the Kremlin says Wagner Group leader Progrosin will move to Belarus and face no prosecution. In the deal that ended the his rebellion. And didn't happen again. All right, go to the next one for you, Will. This is a video. Here's now, this changes up. So the Wagner Rebellion lasted, let's see, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 18 to 36 hours. And everybody got all excited about it and went absolutely nowhere. That's because, Tom, you're rooting for Putin. I'm not rooting for Putin. I'm not rooting for Wa- Listen, the Wagner forces are not good people. Putin's not a good person. And Volodymyr Zelensky's not better than either one of them. And the people that, in, the, in, in, the, in the Donbass region in Crimea, well, they're only fighting in Donbass, doesn't even want to be part of Ukraine. They're the, that's who Rich, retired Colonel Richard Black was talking about. They, don't, they want to speak Russian. They've asked to be annexed into Russia. 
And they've been terrorized by the Ossoff Battalion and Voldemar Zelensky for years now, terrorized. Second-class peasant citizens, because they don't speak Ukraine, they speak Russian. You're like, Tom, you're taking sides. I'm not taking sides. Nobody's good. Nobody's good. They're all totalitarians. One total, Voldemar Zelensky, everyone's saying we're going to go there and fight for democracy. He's in charge of the Ossoff Battalion. The Ossoff Battalion is basically Voldemar Zelensky's Wagner forces. Yep. <laughs> it's the, it, they're the same people. It's a Slavic war. If they want to fight it, they can fight it. It's got nothing to do with us. Nothing. Everybody, basically, with the exception of the citizens, just the average everyday citizens, and by that I mean even soldiers on both sides, because basically they're conscripting. We have videos of Voldemar Zelensky conscripting people into his military. And by the way, just so everybody knows, the Ukrainian military is getting slaughtered. Slaughtered. You've done, now, the same people that told you to mask, told you to vax, locked down, stand six feet apart, the vaccine's going to stop transmission, vaccine's going to stop infection, vaccine's going to stop hospitalization, You're 15 days to flatten the curve, and we're 38 months later and 15 days to flatten the curve. The same people telling you all those lies are the ones that are propagating that Ukraine is winning somehow. They're not winning at all, not in any way, shape, or form. They're not being trained correctly. You have Mark Milley talking about them being trained. They don't know. These are, listen, when our military gets trained, you're talking about how long was it, Will, from you, from, from they put, put, put you guys on. So how long was it? You just do the best you can. I'm not, you don't have to, you know, be exact. But from the moment that you went to Paris Island until you were ready to fight in a war, how long would that, how long did that take? Boot camp was three months, but then I had my training for my job. So that was another Three months after that, so I'd say half a year, six months. All right, so six months before you are even ready, right, to, right. to be remotely close. They're, the Ukrainian forces are not receiving that level of training. And by the way, will six months is would be worth two years of the training that they're getting there because their training is not nearly as good. Yeah. So they're not trained. They're going in. Let me ask you this. Now, we've had heavy fighting in the Donbass, basically ground fighting, you know, very close-up warfare. How many helicopters has the Ukraine? So you're having what, what's happens? The Russians are coming in with helicopters and just taking out the Ukraine force. They have no idea how to take a helicopter out of the sky. They have no idea. So you ask yourself, how many helicopters have actually been shot down by Ukrainian forces? Let me. I'm gonna add it up for you. Ready? It's gonna take a minute. It's gonna take a minute. Zero point zero. <laughs> That's an absolute. What we call in the TLP fact. Zero. How do you not take down helicopters? We had helicopters taken down in our Gulf, in, in, in Afghanistan, in, in Iraq 1 and Iraq 2. We, we've, we had numerous helicopters taken down by the Iraqis and by the Afghans. How is it possible that Ukraine forces who are going to allegedly defeat Vladimir Putin's Russian army, that, that, how is it possible that they are unable to take down one single helicopter in their quote-unquote summer-slash-spring offensive? That's gone absolutely nowhere. But then none of this is good enough for Lindsey Graham. None of this. I mean, we're talking about the, the Ukrainian army, by the way, just so everybody knows, the Ukrainian army generals were all asking for a stand down. One week ago, stand down. I mean, late last week, stand down. We want to, it was early this week, I mean, because it's Saturday. So early this week, they were looking for a stand down. We got, we can't, we're getting slaughtered. If you can't take out a helicopter out of the sky, you're not going to win a ground war. Yeah. You're not going to win. 
You know, I don't, that, you know, people talk about America lost Vietnam. America didn't lose Vietnam. America's kill ratio to Viet in Vietnam was 20 to 1. For every one American died, 20 Vietnamese soldiers or uh, Viet Cong died in that war. They didn't lose because we had air, air superiority. They have no air. They have no air in Ukraine. And you're sending these people to the slaughter. You're like, well, that's why we need to send them F-16s. How much further do you want to go? How many you want F-16s dropping missiles on Moscow? Is that really American-built Lockheed Martin F-16s dropping bombs on Moscow? Is that really what you want? Not me. It's a Slavic war. It's got nothing to do with us. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want American men dying over there. Tom, why don't you say American men and women like everybody else? Because women shouldn't be fighting in wars. That's why. Period. That offends you? Then get off the podcast. You shouldn't be fighting in a war. Should we do something else? I'm not saying men are superior to women. They're, everybody has a lane. Yep. It's the way it is. Sorry. So we don't belong over there. But this, none of this is enough for Lindsey Graham. None of it is enough for him. You send in these Ukraine soldiers who are very brave, by the way, and very committed into a meat grinder. They are dying by the thousands, dying by the hundreds per day, by the thousands and by the tens of thousands since the start of this war two years ago, which never would have been started if Donald Trump was president. And by the way, they had a peace accord on the table. Here was it. This was it. You ready? Here's, here's what the peace accord was. That Volodymyr Zelensky was willing to sign. That Vladimir Putin was willing to sign. Two things. There's only two things. That the Ukraine would never annex into NATO, would never be a NATO nation, and that the Donbass region and Crimea can make their own decision about what country they want to be in. Easy. It's over, and both of them were good with it. But that wasn't good enough for Joe Biden and, and, and primarily Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson, prime minister of England, he didn't want it. Why is that exactly? Because fat Boris and his stupid hair that he messes up on purpose right before he goes on camera. He does. He's been caught. He messes up his hair. So he looks like, so I don't know what he wants to look like. An idiot, I guess. He didn't want there to be, a, he didn't want there to be peace. Why would that be? We got to find out where Boris gets his money from. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Follow the money. We just got to follow where Boris is getting his campaign contributions from. So again, none of this is good enough for Lindsay. Lindsay, who will never suffer the repercussions of a war ever in his life, who couldn't do one push-up if his very life depended on it. <laughs> very life depended on it. Here he is standing. He couldn't do one push-up. Here he is standing against Vietnam lying, saying that he was a soldier in Vietnam, lying, Richard Blumenthal. I mean, these people are absolute disgusting human beings. They lie, they cheat, they steal, and after they get caught lying and cheating and stealing, they lie and cheat and steal to cover up their originating lying, cheating, and stealing. So here he is standing next to uh, uh, Senator Blumenthal, Richard Blumenthal, and here's the thing you need to always understand. Who are your friends? Bad company corrupts good morals. What, 1 Corinthians 15, 33. Corrupts good morals. If you are in agreement with somebody that is a baby butchering, Richard Blumenthal loves to have 38-year-old men with their penises taped to their anus gyrate their taped-up genitals in front of 8-year-old girls' faces. If you're in agreement with him, you're wrong already. Because yeah. he is coming from the angle of a reprobate mind. If you're fine with the slaughtering of the unborn and transgender drag shows for kids, then you shouldn't be making decisions about wars. 
And if you agree with that guy making decisions about wars, then you're convoluted and reprobate yourself. Here's Lindsey Graham. Play it for me. We're introducing a resolution today, since the Senate resolution that says that if Russia or Belarus, or a proxy of Russia, explodes a nuclear device inside of Ukraine to um, stop the counteroffensive or to try to break the will of the Ukrainian people, such an attack should be considered an attack on NATO itself. We're of the belief that a nuclear weapon <clears throat> unleashed in Ukraine would irradiate large portions of Europe where we have NATO allies. And why are we doing this? President Biden says threat of Putin using tactical nuclear weapons is real. And you, that's like the 20th story down. So with a sense of urgency, we're urging our colleagues here to get serious about what could happen in Ukraine. Moving the tactical... Oh, yeah, you can always trust a Republican who puts up a Biden quote. He actually, listen, they, somebody actually had to take some time <laughs> on a computer and put some graphics on that thing Ugh. so that he can present it to the world as he comes into collusion with the baby butchering, world economic form, bourgeois leftist, globalist, elitist, totalitarians. That's, that's who Lindsey Graham is. And what, he, what he's saying here, and just leave it up just the way it is, I like the way, the way that it's sitting. Is he wants to, what if, if Russia detonates, or because you, know, you have Russia that's in alliance with Belarus, Belarus really, really is a Russian state. Again, I'm not, I'm not in favor of Belarus. I'm not in favor of Russia. Not in favor of Ukraine. There, it's a Slavic war. That's why I didn't take sides in in, in the Bosnian wars either. Bosnia versus Kosovo. Not in, I didn't take sides there either. But you let these guys. These guys will always take sides because somehow or another, it's the symbiote. De contributions to the industrial war complex from the United States government, those contributions are then transformed into campaign contributions, i.e. $600 million per year goes to Planned Parenthood of our tax dollars, $100 million of it goes back into Democratic Party Act Blue coffers. That's how all of this works, just so you know. So what he wants is if, if Russia detonates a nuclear device inside now this is gets scary now here is 11 16 already holy mo is that right yeah you oh, got 10 Lord. minutes all right <laughs> if they detonate if, if say uh, right now like this is my opinion what happened with the wagner forces was i believe the united states or one of its allies sent a missile into the wagner forces and claimed it to be russia so wagner would turn on russia that's what i believe yeah can't prove it yet <laughs> you lo and behold though it's just like a couple days we had Voldemar Zelensky. Who, actually, who, who claimed for a full day or two that a stray Russian missile diverted into another country. And he said that it was right. Then lo and behold, it was actually Ukraine that did it. So here, who actually, who actually sent the missiles, sent the attacks onto the Wagner forces? I believe it was the United States of America that did it. You're like, Tom, you're supposed to be an American, a patriot. I get it. But how patriotic can you be? I mean, listen, I love America. I love the Constitution, love the Declaration of Independence, Bill of Rights. True America I love, but I hate the swamp. And that's, we are being run by China right now. Don't have time to get into that tonight. We're run by China. It's obvious. Hunter Biden bought off Bill Clinton. I mean, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, well, Bill Clinton, of course, bought off by Russia. 
But we're being run by the World Economic Forum by China. China is the Gestapo for the World Economic Forum. But what, but what Lindsey Graham wants here is that basically another opportunity. If a nuclear device detonates inside of Ukraine, he says that that is then an act of war against NATO. That's what he wants. Now, oh it'll God. go downhill, too, from there. At, you know, they'll say, next thing, it'll be a biological weapon or a weapon of, everybody can guess it, mass destruction, whatever it may be. If those things, not just nuclear, this is how it, it, will, it will disintegrate into this. It won't just be a nuclear weapon. Any sort of weapon of mass destruction gets detonated inside of Ukraine. They're going to say that's an act of war against NATO because Lindsey Graham wants this to be NATO versus Russia. Because Lindsey Graham will go down to some bunker he thinks and survive. Nobody's going to survive. He just thinks he's because nobody actually understands war. Nobody actually understands death except people who deal with death and deal with war. Lindsey Graham has no idea what he's talking about. As I said, he couldn't run 10 feet if his life depended on it. He couldn't crank out one pull-up or push-up if his life depended on it. See, he just has no concept of survival. He's been a, a bourgeois, leftist, elitist, a D with an R in front of his name for his entire life. He's at the Trump rally today, clapping, standing. He's, look at him. So here he is holding up a Biden quote that he had, looks like, laminated or graphically designed. And then later in the day, he's at a Trump rally. I mean, that's who this guy is. You want to talk about a slippery snake speaking out of both sides of his mouth. That's who he is. So that's, that's, what, that, that's what he wants. And, it, and will it be that the CIA de detonates a dirty bomb inside of Ukraine so that they can say that was Russia, this was happening before? Before the war, there was all sorts of allegations that the Russians were causing conflict inside of Ukraine that would justify the Russians going into Ukraine. Was it really the Russians doing it? Because who wanted the Russians to go into Ukraine? It wasn't Volodymyr Zelensky, and it wasn't Vladimir Putin who both agreed to not go into military conflict with one another if the Donbass could choose its own destiny, choose whether or not they wanted to be annexed into Russia, and that NATO and that Ukraine would never be part of NATO. They both agreed to it. But that wasn't good enough. So who wanted the war? Who was actually causing? Remember what they, they said that Russia was inside of Ukraine causing conflicts so that they could justify themselves going into Ukraine to save the day. Who was actually causing those conflicts? You really believe the, I mean, you really believe the United States has nothing to do with it? These are not, these are not patriots. CIA is not patriots. These ambassadors, these assistant secretaries of states, like Victoria Newland. Jake Sullivan, all of, all the ones, these, I mean, Javier Bashara, all of these people, they, these are not patriots. Joe Biden, Kam, you, think, you think Kamala Harris is a patriot? These are bourgeois leftists bought and paid for global elitists who look at the United States as a global state, not a sovereign nation. And these two clowns right over here, they're included. How do you sit there next to, how do you sit next to Richard Blumenthal in agreement? I would never want to be in agreement with Satan. And I'm not saying that these, these two are distinguishable in any way, shape, or form as far as demonic activity is concerned. But, you know, Lindsey Graham claims to be pro-life, but there's nothing about it. Lindsey Graham was in, was in office for decade after decade after decade, never did a daggum thing to overturn Roe v. Wade until Trump came around. Trump, and he still didn't do anything once Trump came around. 
except vote for the right justice. But I digress. All right, let's go on to Joe Biden for a minute. Now, talking about, talking about his son's business affairs, remember what Joe Biden played, uh, said. Play the first seven seconds of this, Will. Play it for him. Have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. All right, so we got that on the record. There we go, right? So that's what Joe Biden said, and he said it more than once. Greg Price tweet. So we, we know all the, you know, we know about the allegations. We have FBI whistleblowers with the FD 1023 form. Now we have IRS whistleblowers that have come forward and said that the DOJ basically told them not to investigate, told them not to investigate. Even Weiss, who is the Delaware, of, uh, I'm trying to, uh, state, it's not state attorney, it's U.S. Uh, Delaware, U.S. attorney who's in charge of the Biden or the, the Hunter Biden laptop investigation who just did the plea deal. Even he thought it was so corrupt that he went to Merrick Garland and said, we need to have a special counsel look into what's actually happening with, with, with Hunter Biden and the IRS. Even Weiss came forward, and not Weissman, Weiss came forward and said, you know, we need a special counsel. Merrick Garland said, no, we don't, why, why, you're not going to have any special counsel. You're going to look at the laptop. I'm not going to have that happen. So let's look at the timeline here. Hunter Biden used his father, Oh, Greg Price tweet, Hunter Biden used his father to pressure his Chinese business partner to send him millions. Ten days later, I wanted to give you the timeline. And it will, yeah, the good next part is what I need. Ten days later, he received a payment of five point. You know what we're going to do, Will? Go to the blue, go to the blue writing stuff. There you go. Let me, and then have the other one ready to go back again. All right. Here, here is, remember this. Everybody saw this, put it on. Everybody's seen it. I know it's a little bit redundant, but here's Hunter Biden writing to his uh, Chinese CCP business partner. I am sitting here with my father, and he would like to understand Hunter Biden. I am sitting here with my dad, Joe Biden. I'll, 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 I'll transcribe this thing in my own language. And we, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now, and, and now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me, again, I'll transcribe it for you, I'll translate it for you, the man sitting next to me, Vice President Joe Biden, who just said on the video we just played that I've never discussed my son's business dealings. But the guy sitting next to me, my dad, Vice President Joe Biden, and every person he, Vice President Joe Biden, knows, and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my, my direction, which is to do what? Go back to, the, uh, go back to that Greg Price tweet. Hunter Biden used his father to press his Chinese business, uh, business partner to send him millions of dollars. That's, that what, that's what that, that uh, text message, it wasn't actually text message, it's just another WhatsApp. you, it's WhatsApp, thank yeah. you, Will. It's a WhatsApp message. 10 days after the WhatsApp message, right there in the bottom left-hand corner, blue and white, 10 days later after that WhatsApp message, he received a payment of $5.1 million from the Chinese to his law firm. Okay, what law did they, what lawsuit did they file for the $5.1 million? Were they suing for, the, for the, China, the CCP and the PLA to buy farmland? Show me what you produced with that $5.1 million. Show me the lawsuit that, that you initiated. Show, you know, show me a product that you produced. Show me the service that you produced for the $5.1 million. They can, of course. From the Chinese to his law firm. He then moved over $1 million to Joe Biden's brother's consultancy firm. Now, I don't know whether it's Frank or James. 
Both of them are galactic morons who have absolutely nothing to offer anybody. So show me what Frank or James did for the $1 million. Show me the product. Show me the service. Their, their bank then shut down his account due to suspected money laundering. <laughs> Merrick Garland tells, tells U.S. Attorney Weiss there's no need to have a special counsel to look into that. Go to the next one for me, Will. So here's the, here, oh, yeah, play it for him. Hit it. Have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I don't have time. I want to show you this last video of John Kirby having to interact with, with reporters about what actually happened. <laughs> I mean, it's excellent. You, both, you have John Kirby at the podium refusing to answer any question about it. They're both, both John Kirby and Corrine Jean-Pierre are asked about this, and they both say that it's already been answered. How's it already been answered? It's already been answered by people saying they refuse to answer, and they refuse to answer the question by saying it's already been answered by the people who refuse to answer. That's our government for you. All right, back here Tuesday night, 8.30. Don't forget tomorrow night, InfoWars at 5 o'clock. I'm on with Alex Jones. Love you all. From everyone who has been given much, or Romans 8.32, everything, all things. Ephesians 1.3, everything, every spiritual gift is yours. What was this much that was given to you? be summarized in two words Holy Ghost nobody's got the Holy Ghost but you the unsaved do not have the Holy Ghost you got it narrow is the way and few find it we are supposed to be a remnant that the world is petrified of because of the power of the Holy Ghost that's the much that was given to you